Hi, we're Daisy and Patrick from Outrageous, and this is Light the Fuse, the podcast where activism and marketing meet to change the world. Hello and welcome to Light the Fuse with me, Patrick from Outrageous, and my esteemed colleague, accomplice, collaborator, partner <laughs> in crime, and uh, and sort of uh, sort of co- conjoined colleague, Daisy Dober. Daisy, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm feeling quite upset because this is the first uh, episode in a while where I haven't had to start the episode with a public apology <laughs> so uh normally yeah, the, every episode the last week's episode was pretty pretty okay that current side of things yeah um yeah to so quote when right. harry met sally you know to quote when harry met sally i feel like i'm growing you know it's uh it's been it's been, it's been, it's been a journey uh next <laughs> we'll be talking about sort of uh we'll, we'll be talking about <laughs> dipping Uh, like in the dancing, dipping you. Okay, just for that, when Harry met Sally fans. We're uh, joined today by a wonderful guest, Tony Finnamore. Tony, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. We are very, very grateful you're here. It's it's wonderful Mm -hmm. to have you here. And and you were just asking before uh, in the typically chaotic uh, sort of, I think if there was a hashtag for it, the hashtag would be absolute scenes that we had when we were sort of in the green room preparing for this all on us, not on you, of course, Tony. Uh, you were asking about um, this fine uh, individual behind us. And uh, I... Beautiful. Um, you, like, you like them? I love it. It's great. Absolutely great. Uh, well, thank you so much. This is Om the Bomb, who is, in fact, Outrageous's uh, new uh, non-binary uh, uh, logo and uh, sort of uh, spirit animal in many ways. Would you agree spirit animal, maybe, Daisy? Yeah, definitely. I think I think we, uh, although spirit animal is sometimes a bit um, controversial to say, just FYI. Yeah, fine. But, okay, so um, but yeah, so I get what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I hear that. And in fact, I think I remember <laughs> you know hearing that. You said as... you don't have to make a public apology. I said yeah. another... <laughs> Now I'm going to have to make another public apology. Okay, I apologise for saying that. So what I basically meant was the sort of, uh, intellectual and emotional heartbeat mm. of Outrageous. Here they are on the bomb, uh, on a mission to uh, sort of tackle social injustice and also hold up a mirror when I inevitably make another fuck up as a straight white guy. And here I am saying, <laughs> yeah, I basically fucked up again. So uh, welcome we just, to the, another uh, fine yeah. episode of Light the Fuse. <laughs> I think a bit of better way to phrase it is we're here to channel on this energy. I hope that's we okay. Are. So. I like that's, that. Day. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. So, Tony, um, now that we've had yet another successful uh, launch launch, uh, sort of pad uh, sort of lift off here, why don't you just start by telling people who don't know you a little bit about yourself and about um, and about the social society? Because big fans of, of what you're doing and love to just sort of get other people excited about your mission. Yeah, I guess, well, yeah, I'm the founder of the Social Society and the, the sort of long-term mission with this is to just completely change the charitable giver model in this country um, and the way we support communities from with people inside communities, really. Um, we're all about 
the sort of long-term approaches rather than just the tick box sort of CSR, ESG approaches. Um, I get sort of, I think we've talked about this many a time. I get many, many emails from organisations saying to me, can we do a sort of team day? Can we go and dig the community allotment? Can we stand there with our £50,000 giant comedy check to make ourselves look good? And I'm like, no. So my aim is to stop all of that and to sort of, yeah, give back to small local grassroots projects that are doing amazing work and supporting communities from within the right way. Fantastic. Um Tony and I would just sort of what's um t- tell us a little bit about how you've got to this part this this time in your career and about what you've done because some of the things that you've done before have really not been easy yeah I mean oh where do I start with that I guess I started in support work um within sort of year, probably when I was about 18 or, or so and, and realized that people weren't treated very well um I was part of a sort of small team of individuals that actually cared and thought right this isn't okay so kind of started my mission to sort of challenge uh, sort of discrimination disability rights and and found very early on the higher up I went the ladder the more it fell on deaf ears um, so in true sort of Aquarian, Tony, humanitarian style, went into advocacy and started representing sort of views, rights and wishes of people that were detained under the Mental Health Act that lacked capacity to make decisions for themselves, um, went on to manage those services nationally for charities, both statutory services, which are government funded for those that don't know, and non-statutory sort of government provision, sorry, community provisions. And just kept fighting, fighting, fighting to do better. And every sort of step on the ladder I took, um, there was just something else, there was something else to fight. Um, And I got really, really tired, probably about eight years ago, of sort of listening to local authorities and people say, you're doing such a fantastic job to sort of manage mental health services or children's provisions, education, et cetera, in communities but we need to take £240,000 away from you and we need you to do 50% more of the work. (laughs) And whilst that was happening here because government funds were being consistently cut, suicide rates were going through the roof, people were accessing food banks more and more and more and more. And, you know, the list is endless and it's it's not news to you. But And I just thought, how can I do something about this myself? So I sort of climbed back down the ladder and started back in community and said look mm. how do we do something how do we just be independent how do we make an impact and that's kind of where it started the social society in the model um as an independent framework to give back to community yeah that sounds like that's such an amazing story um what 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 do you think kept you going through kind of all those tough times that you mentioned just now i I'm stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am. I am that as well. But Mm. you know what? Just the belief, the absolute belief that these, that it can work and it does work. Um, And there are so much, sometimes it's like climbing up a mountain of treacle to sort of get to the goal. But ultimately, it's the little things on a daily basis, the thank yous from the charities, the impact that you make. And again, you guys will know this. Um, That's what keeps me going consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like we kind of get the same sort of feeling with the activist legal fund, you know, mm-hmm. and so hearing what like um, people do with it is amazing and definitely spurs us on to to um, yeah 
do more good in the world. Sure. <laughs> I think you might find this as well, but I think there's been a, a sort of a collective mindset shift sort of after COVID before mm-hmm sort of COVID when I set this model up it's a you know it's a subscription-based community so people share their time their skills and their expertise on top of paying a subscription me so people would like look at me and be like what, what are you what sort of who are you what is this ridiculous idea now people are seeing the needs for independent sort of mm. works that give revenue and give support to people so it's it's good I think we're finally seeing the light there's light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah definitely um so the this uh all your work is kind of based on um volunteering yeah. and i think we're really uh kind of keen to get your views on what you think makes a good volunteer Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a really interesting question and so so broad but i think the the thing that i see with anyone i've ever worked with in volunteering mm-hmm. is that passion and that commitment to sort of do better, to change, to make an impact. And that from, from the heart, you know what I mean? And it could be anything, it could be somebody given their time to take photographs at an event or really help with a skill sharing project. They all have that at the, at the heart, really, mm-hmm. I'd say, more than anything. Yeah, and how do you think the context has shaped volunteering, um, Tony? I mean, we're obviously now in, in the sort of, dying days of a right-wing authoritarian bunch of absolute you know sort of you know really yeah there are some very very uncomfortable decisions that are actually being made that are not in people's interests and how does that sort of sit with with this sort of volunteering culture and how has volunteering sort of changed you know over since austerity you know and, and, and before if you can I think lots of people came together, you know, in COVID. We could see that communities came together and the power of human connection, the power of people doing good is there. It's phenomenal. I think from a charitable giving and a volunteer perspective, people are at times still kind of tired of the whole compassion fatigue, the whole sort of give £10 a month to the donkey sanctuary or give, you know, without them actually seeing the impact um, that 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 money is going to make or that that time it's going to make. Um, so there's a real, there's a real, real shift. I think it's going in a, in a good direction, but yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting one. Yeah. And I mean, it's, what, what do you do to sort of keep yourself, you know, sort of yourself during these periods? Cause I think you also see that sort of compassion fatigue among volunteers or activists and I think we've spoken about this when we've met as well Tony that sort of feeling that people have just been hitting their head against a brick wall so much and like how do you keep that sort of positive energy going or maybe you don't I mean I'd love to hear more on how you manage your own sort of you know uh, journey through that it's where I turn the the camera off go and just weep for an hour (laughs) welcome to my life I think I know it sounds very cliche and I sound a little bit like a broken record, but there is there's never been a time in my life that I sort of go, oh, you know, this is a really bad idea, like helping people and communities and making an impact and a difference. And actually seeing that end goal is a really bad. I just have an absolute belief in this um, and the way we give back to to humans, to communities and time and time and time and time again. Um, I'm proven right. However challenging, sort of trying to educate educate people on on changing that narrative and doing things differently. It is tiring. And there are times when I think, good Lord, I might as well just give up. But that, 
you know, it works. And that, that passion yeah. drive and that belief in it, you know, in change is, is all it is. It really is. Yeah. Have you had anyone that is particularly or any personal organization that's particularly inspired you throughout this whole kind of journey? A person or an organization? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. There are so many. Um, also, some of the charities. In fact, I think if I'm going to go with some of the charities are really like super, super mm. inspiring that we support so we're not about supporting bigger charities they're great and they do fantastic job but the people the really teeny tiny small grassroots projects that are Mm -hmm. literally doing this on top of two three four five full-time jobs because they want to make an impact and they want to change the world um and they start from their community and they're just phenomenal and in particular one of our charities recently that's come on board called the soundways foundation um they are two basically two parents of children that um, are now profoundly deaf um they're sort of paving the way with action for captions in school and education and doing some phenomenal things but it's just just two of them um yeah really inspirational yeah yeah i i find i've always found grassroots organizations really inspirational as well um and you know i remember when i was doing uh like a project back at uni and um I had to like use case studies of different grassroots organizations. I didn't realize how many were so out there. So many were out there and yeah, they're so inspirational. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, at this point, we're going to shout out to Todd, who's all uh, listening in all the way from Seattle, who is our uh, second listener uh, along with, uh, (laughs) along with my mom. Hey mom, you know, probably having a, <laughs> probably, probably having a, a, a sort of listen to this if the archers isn't on you know it's that sort of a uh, time of the day sure. or not tuning in too well she, uh, she be annoyed that you're not wearing a crisp shirt like you said <sighs> let's not let's, let's not open let's not reopen <laughs> the crisp shirt gate again you know i basically <laughs> okay. I've, I've made my apology for this episode i can't open <laughs> i can't reopen a, a prior controversy and just layer one issue on top of another daisy so i'm gonna to have to uh on advice of legal counsel i'm in fact going to decline to answer that question <laughs> okay um okay, I, I was actually wondering though tony as, as i branch away from this seamlessly as is, <laughs> as is my want on uh on, on light the fuse um what what um sort of advice do you give to people that are now thinking about either volunteering for a charity or mm. working for a charity what I mean, you've you've been in the charity sector a bit like me, let's just say a little while and around it. And when people say, oh, I'm thinking of doing good work and I want to go and do that. What sort of advice do you give people or maybe just let me hear your thoughts on that? Oh, the irony. I was going to just in terms of doing research and really looking at organisations, local, small organisations that are actually making an impact. And that's quite mm-hmm. difficult to do, actually, because the word charity mm-hmm. and people doing good, it's banded about all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily, not all of them actually are. <laughs> that's quite controversial, isn't it? So mm-hmm. um, let's let's leave it at that. But just do your research, I'd say, um, and find something that aligns with your values that you're really, really excited and passionate about. And then just go for gold. Just do it. That's a fool. <laughs> Go for gold, just do it. It's my, it's my saying. <laughs> a, I loved it, and B, I was on mute. So it's like I've learned nothing. <laughs> It's like I've learned absolutely nothing from the pandemic. And then I went into this sort of like what I call like mental shutdown mode where I just like get this continuous red noise in my head that just goes, Bee! 
beep like this, like when you're sort of resetting the machine <laughs> or like, pressing that button in, in the lo- in the lost television series, you know, the one they have to keep on pressing. It's yeah. just like that. And uh, so I think we're going to get... Just, just before we sort of move on to, to exploring the, the campaign this week, like how... Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the sort of help that you're looking for? So how people can best get in touch with you, Tony, how they can best engage with you and what sort of, um, you know, support you're looking for. And then we can definitely share that out via our networks as well. Yeah, we're looking for organisations that want to do things differently, that want to engage their sort of employees in giving back in a not just a tick box, one-off team day approach to sort of community, local, charitable giving. We're looking for organisations to say, look, we're busy, but actually we would love you to lead and facilitate um, on your internal volunteer programmes. We do four a year. They're three months long, so we offer that long-term approach, but we we take the legwork out of it, I guess, for them. So we're looking for organisations wanting to do better. Um, the same with people in local community. If you're looking to support a grassroots local project and really make an impact, don't know how, don't know who, don't have the time, get in touch. We do all that for you. And then also for people that want to raise funds for charity in a way that's slightly unique, we we take our fees and we distribute them locally to charities that have a hard time finding sort of finances as well. So, yeah, those are the three core things, I think. Fantastic. And, and the best way for people to get in contact with you is, is that via the social society? Is, I assume there's a website, like we'll share all of that. But what's the best way for people to get in contact with you, Tony? How do you like to be yeah. contacted? For sure, they can drop me an email, which is hello at the socialsociety.org.uk or via LinkedIn, Instagram, any of the social um, yeah, ways, fancy ways. Just, yeah, any of those platforms are fine. Absolutely. Are you on MySpace? <laughs> that still exists, Patrick. <laughs> I, would, I would love it if it did. But it we'll find out uh, before you, the end of this. Do you guys know Bebo? Bebo, remember that? Do you remember Habbo Hotel with the little penguins? <laughs> Absolutely um, not, but it sounds like a penguin. <laughs> second second life maybe we could do oh i think so the early avatars like where you were sort of like <laughs> a blocky you know person generic person walking through a sort of weird blocky landscape i mean now you're revealing yourself as a sort of as a, as a closet <laughs> gamer tony and i just want to hear more about this so like what and do I'm you do you. to like <laughs> What do you do to sort of uh, to relax? Like, what are your what, what are your outsider work interests? That's my stress relief. Sim City. Just get the old arcade games out and start playing Pac Man and Alex Kid. How amazing would that be? I do actually like Alex Kid a lot. To be fair, I've never come across Alex Kid. I remember Frogger, <laughs> where you had to like be the frog and you had to like jump across the busy road. Um, but yeah. but you do like arcade games. Those are they, that is actually a hobby of yours. Mm-hmm. I do. We used to do um, events actually locally in Brighton with a with an organ a retro gaming company. We used to take people there, and they'd be like in a pub. They'd have all the old retro gaming um, equipment. So that's cool. But yeah, running, spinning, stuff like that. Reading when I get time. Always, always good. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>